if you ask how big the room is before you cast Fireball, you just might be playing it wrong. Ah, good day, gamers. This is Episode 5, Season 2 of Playing It Wrong. I'm your host with my live studio audience of two dogs, who have now just recently calmed down, so we hope we won't hear much from them during this podcast. It's been a busy week, busy, busy week, and lots of stuff is going on, so let's get this ball rolling. Oh, yeah, and on for, for ball rolling, I have no long, no long, no idea how long I can keep up these one-liners, but I am going to try. So, what am I going to ramble about this episode? Let's start off with the Savage Worlds community license. Yeah, they finally did it. Join the flock of uh, large publishers who are doing community licenses. You make stuff, they get a cut, and everything else. Um, I like Savage Worlds, and I have no idea if I have the time to do anything or do any of my stuff. But the problem is, even though I really love it, and I know lots of people who do, it's one of those where I think there's plenty of stuff. I mean, it's really hard to do anything good and revolutionary because so, uh, Pinnacle has done such a good job, and their existing third-party uh, publishers have done a good job of getting some good supplements out. So I don't know how much good stuff's going to come out. It's not saying anybody's going to do... The community licenses are bad, but there's already plenty of good stuff out there, so I just might do house rules. Who knows? And speaking of drive through RPG and one bookshelf and RPG Now, was that some fun server migration this week? You know, from the regular servers to the cloud, which was a total, well, was it three, four days where they were down and for a while they didn't let on for a while, so I waited this till this weekend to finally get my good old order some copies here. And what did I pick up? Well, I picked up some more BX Essentials. This time I picked up the, what is it, the uh, uh, Adventure and Treasure one, I think, yeah. <clears throat> and of course, ordering my hard copy of... Oh, I keep getting the names wrong, sorry. Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells, because I backed that thing on Indiegogo, so I went and cashed in my little coupon to get my backer copy, hard copy, and the final PDF downloaded, which took me two tries, because the first time I did it, I went to drive through, stepped away for a while, and came back, and bad gateway, no server. What? I'm glad I didn't try to give them money at the same time. Anyway, that means I'm going to talk a little bit about science fiction games again this episode. That's right, science fiction games, because so many of them fall really flat for me. I know, I think I talked about this in an earlier episode, but I want to talk to about it again, because, well, this game just came out, and I'm excited about it. I'm going to start with some vague generalizations about sci-fi games in general. Uh, one is, usually the game is tied really deeply to the setting, like Star Wars or Star Trek, especially. Um, even Traveler has got its own setting now, even though it kind of started out as generic, but it's tied to its own setting. So, there's that baggage. And the other big thing, this is one thing, so many games fall flat when it comes to the starship combat, because it's either too complex that it becomes its own war game, or so abstract that it's almost meaningless and doesn't make any sense. Plus, of course, if you want a character that's decent at piloting, they've got to specialize like crazy, and that's the only thing they can do. So once you get dirt side or do something else, they're pretty much useless. So where does that put Solar Blades and Cosmic Cells? Cosmic Cells. This is a live stream of conscious and I'm hitting the microphone with my mouth and I'm slurring words and I'm not even drunk. But anyway, like I was saying, where does this put 
Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells. Well, like other games, it sort of has its own implied setting, which is pretty much gonzo, science, space, sorcery, thingamajiggy. Or, to put it in its most simple and basic, just think the good old heavy metal... Oh, it's going to be one of those podcasts, folks. I'm sorry. Heavy metal magazines. Or go watch the movie. One, two's not as good, but one, that sort of weirdness, and so on. On the mechanic side, if you're familiar with Sharp Swords and Sinister Spells or the Black Hack, it's based off of that chassis. So it does take a little more leaning towards white box because it only uses the D6s and D20s and not the full set of polyhedrals, which makes things a little simpler. So it definitely falls definitely, you know, in my wheelhouse of both when it comes to a weird setting that I like, but also mechanics that I like. I know early in the year I promised I wouldn't do negative things, but in a way, I'm going to have to go there because, well, I just, I just have to, and it's not that negative. Um, the best review of summing it up of Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells is this is the game that I wish Machinations the Sp- Space Princess was. Now, if you're not familiar with this, that is way back in 2013 from Postmortem Studios. I think James Desborough did a Kickstarter on it, but I remembered I backed it. And it's illustrated by the very talented Satine Phoenix. It is based incredibly loosely on Lamentations of the Flame Princess, which has a lot of uh, third edition D&D DNA mixed in there with other stuff. Even though it doesn't have feats, it's kind of got them disguised as skills, which is kind of weird. But that saying, it is rife with charts and other materials that you can use for solar blades and cosmic spells. It's weird. It's very much the same style of implied setting. And in case you don't remember that and you've been under rock and you don't know what heavy metal is, I'll go ahead and go back right now and say that. Uh, think um, there was a great empire and it crumbled apart and there's little fiefdoms and everything else. It's almost like an interstellar post-apocalyptic. The line between magic and technology is incredibly blurred. Um, Ancient artifacts are super tech things so near to super tech that they're almost magical, you know, just like that Arthur C. Clarke quote. Plus throw in that even if your player characters are murder hobos, no one will probably really care that much because, well, the universe is full of murder hobos. Now the good part about this is that I started a little Savage Worlds. See how I'm bringing Savage Worlds back into this? A Gonzo space opera game which my players don't know yet, but they want to go back to it. They're converting their characters to uh, Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells because it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to move a little faster than Savage Worlds. Nothing against Savage Worlds, but I think we really fell in love with uh, the game mechanics with Sharp Swords and Sinister Spells, and it's good to move forward with that, and it's a little easier to advance characters. So when you're limited on time and rule books, it's a definite go-to. So that's that's my crazy rant on science fiction games, which I think is a repeat of a previous rant, and a quick capsule review of Please Go Out by Sharp... I always get those damn games mixed up. Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells. I think it's relatively cheap, as his other games were, as Diojo's other games were. I hate saying his name because I know I'm pronouncing it wrong. Nothing personal, I'm just a stupid American. And I know I'm moving along fast here and rattling along, and this will probably be one of those short episodes, so that means we're moving right on to the reading from the Little Brown Book. We're still on Volume 1, Men and Magic, but we're up to 5th level magic user spells. Oh yeah, and I'm going to explain later why I'm rushing around, so stay tuned for that. 
Anyway, fifth level spells. So what do we got here? We got teleport, which, well, is teleport. But it's got pretty high chances of bad things going, of bad things, bad things going wrong. It means bad things happen. I, like I said, it's been one of those things. Hold monster. It's, you know, the person did persons, monsters do monsters. Duh. Telekinesis. Yeah, whatever. Lift stuff. Transmute rock to mud. That always destroys walls and dungeons. Annoying. Wall of stone. Well, now you're making a wall of stone. Wall of iron. And now we're going to get into some really good ones. Uh, conjure elemental. This is always dangerous because it's so freaking big. Because most other games that come out to be, yes, even this one, a 16-hit die elemental. Which, if things go crazy, very bad things can happen. I always thought that spell, in a way, was kind of overpowered, and they should, like, lower levels get, like, smaller elementals and work their way up to a 16-hit die, but that's just my opinion. The other one that everyone loves, except for good characters, Animate Dead, because, hey, you could turn your enemies into your own little army. Most well, good people seem to frown on necromancy. I don't know why. I mean, heck, you keep working for the, uh, working for the good of society, even after you're dead. All right, let's see. Magic jar. Yes, stick yours. Life force in a jar, which generally means bad things happen. And then, of course, contact higher plane. This is one of those fun ones where, you know, with the chance of knowing the truth of the answer and the chance of the character going insane. So if you want 100% truth and 100% veracity, you're going to get a good chance of going wacko. <coughs> Pass wall. Well, if you can transmute rock to mud, you can get through the wall. Of course, this does it without having the wall collapse. Uh, cloud kill. One of my favorites to throw at a village of, have villains throw at a village. Feeble mind. You've worked so hard to be that magic user, and now you're Forrest Gump. And growth of animals, which was, I guess in the early games, yeah, good magic user could do it, but always seemed more druidish, and, well, it's there, whenever. Okay. And so, you know, that's going to get us up to the 6th level ones, which gets interesting. Because we're going to go back, and there's going to be that reincarnation at 6th level for a magic user, which, once again, that became a druid spell. Alrighty, folks. And that's our usual features. Oh, in case you... Is everyone wondering? I No, I didn't get any voicemails, but... That's eh, my fault. I'm not reaching out as much as I should to, to other Anchorite... Pack, bleh, sorry, podcasters. This is one of those episodes. Now, this is why I'm so scatterbrained right now and everything's going crazy. I thought I had about six weeks to prep for my Advanced Labyrinth Lord game. Yeah, I'm down to five days. Um, so those notes and stuff, like, yeah, I got like another six weeks to take care of this and do this map and do this. No, I got to be ready by Thursday. So... Uh, I've got maps to make, I've got maps to scan, I've got cheat sheets to make for player character for players who have no idea what it's like to play in a really old school game to hopefully make generating their second and third characters easier after they do something foolish and get totally wanked. Like <laughs> it's only twenty wait, twenty orcs. We're early first level. Run the F away, people. And with that, dear listeners, I shall call this very short episode to an end. May you wish me luck that I'm actually mostly prepared by Thursday. Yeah, I've taken getting minis done, painted off the list. Uh, they'll deal without it. 
but yeah, I got plenty of other stuff I've got to jump through my ass and do. So with that, roll dice, have fun, kill monsters, take their stuff, play it wrong. And while you're at it, if you've got the time, visit the blog at theymightbegazebos.blog. That's theymightbegazebos.blog. And it's the letter B, not B-E, because I'm an idiot. Or just find the Facebook group. Yeah, it's I spelled it right on Facebook, so give me credit for that. And with that, hey, may all your 20s be natural. I don't know what that means. I just made it the hell up. All right. Goodbye, guys. <laughs>